how cool I was. Come on, hurry up. Time's a wasted. Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not the Mouse, the podcast all about animated features not made by Disney. I'm your host, Octavian Macias, and today I'm talking about a movie that if you're around my age, you probably saw on Cartoon Network. If you're not around my age, there's a good chance you might never have seen it, even though you've probably heard of the cartoon. And that is Dexter's Laboratory Ego Trip, the Dexter's Lab movie. This is one that, honestly, I haven't seen in years. I don't know if Cartoon Network even reruns the thing, Boomerang or whoever, um, if they still rerun it, because this is a thing where I'm like, the last time I remember watching this was back when Dexter's Lab was currently running. So, about 20 years ago. I mean, sure. The show has had its reruns through Boomerang and even Cartoon Network at times uh, over the years. So, you would imagine that this movie is still fairly well seen. But the thing is, I don't know if it's ever actually been officially released in any kind of physical matter. Maybe VHS, but even then I'm not too sure if it ever was. I certainly... Didn't see it in a physical thing. I had to pretty much look it up online, and uh, lo and behold, I found it. Uh, wasn't too hard, but it's still one of those things where it's like, yeah, this is one that I'm not sure how many people have seen, specifically those who didn't really grow up at the show in terms of, you know, when it was still running. For those of you who are unaware of Dexter's Laboratory, it's a Cartoon Network show, often considered to be one of the first, if not the first, show. There's kind of a confusing area with that. And it's um, a show about a boy genius who has, like, the sugar lab in his house. Uh, the parents don't know about it. Most people don't know about it, except his sister does, Dee Dee, who tends to screw around in there. Dexter has a rival named Mandark, uh, which, honestly, even to this day, I still remember his laugh pretty well. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, and then he interacts with other stuff. I mean, technically speaking, even though he keeps the lab secret from people, it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, how how many people really do, you know, are unaware of it? Because, you know, there's times where it's like, like, oh, the Blue Falcon, you know, like the old Hanover Barker character shows up and asks for his help, and he's already aware of it. Um, He has a music teacher in one episode, and he's able to get into the lab. Just a bunch of characters who are fairly aware of, you know, Dexter being a genius and whatnot. So most of the time it just feels like it's the parents who are completely oblivious to this stuff. But, you know, that's the central premise. Um, it's kind of like um, if you were born later, um, like the Nickelodeon show Jimmy Neutron, only I'd honestly argue that this show was way better, not just because it was the one that I saw as, at a younger age, but also because it's just a smarter show. There's, you know, it's 2D and that's always going to have a bigger place in my heart than than CG. And and it's just more creative. I mean, it really did go wild with it, but, you know, it's, you know, it it is what it is. You know, I'm not here to really argue over, you know, Jimmy Neutron versus Dexter's Lab, but I still say Dexter's Lab was my show. This movie, uh, Ego Trip, which is one that, when I first saw it as a kid, which, you know, should tell you how far back, um, how long it's been since I've seen this. I didn't really get the title of it because, you know, when I, when I was younger, I thought it was Eagle, like the bird, trip, not Ego trip. So it wasn't until rewatching this where we're like, oh, okay, so that's why it's called Ego trip. Okay. Cause basically the central premise of this is that, um, Dexter 
faces some robots that travel from the future to destroy um, the one who saves the future, as they say. So, you know, Dexter defeats them and quickly comes to the conclusion, like, well, okay, if they showed up here to attack someone who saved the future, then that clearly means that I saved the future. So I want to go to the future and see how exactly I do that. And he goes through this whole trip where he's time traveling and meeting various versions of himself to just figure out how exactly did he save the future and what exactly he saves it from. It's kind of predictable, but it's still kind of fun just seeing how it, it, it gets there. And yeah, I'll, I'll say that much. This is a very fun um, TV movie. It, it runs fairly short. It's only about 50 minutes long, but it's a it's a very fun little TV movie, uh, especially for something that was done at its time. Because here's the thing. I, I know a lot of people take this for granted now because, you know, with the rise of Netflix and just, you know, all these other streaming services, movies that don't hit theaters weren't always good i mean granted you know even back then there was ones that you know were fairly enjoyable but for the most part if your movie was going straight to tv or whatever there was a high chance that it was going to be bad and if it wasn't bad it's one of those things where, where it has a, a caveat where it's basically like okay this is fine if you're a fan of this certain thing like if you're a fan of this cartoon or this kind of story so yeah it was one of those things where it's like if your movie didn't make it to the big screen it was probably bad. Nowadays, it's a lot different. There's a lot of movies that don't hit the big screen, and not just because of COVID, it's just been like that for years now, that are generally good or um, much better than stuff that are hitting theaters. Like, you know, last year, granted, this was because of COVID, uh, we had The Mitchells vs. the Machines, which, as far as I'm concerned, way better than anything that um, we got in and actual big screens and I know that technically got limited um release uh, like a limited release but I'm talking about like you know wide releases because you know even nowadays some straight to video stuff gets some um, special like fathom events or stuff like that where they hit theaters but um yeah going back to the Dexter's Lab thing it, it's a really fun you know special it's it, it, not a special movie whatever um it's a really fun one it's entertaining it's well done it's well plotted out i do wish they could have extended some parts just to get more creative out of it but you know for, for the most part it's like if you are not a fan of dexter's lab i can imagine that you might be able to enjoy this just fine because it doesn't really require too much like it kind of perfectly sets itself up right at the start of the um, movie because you get like the rival mandark coming in uh, he goes into the lab and, you know, Dexter defeats him. Dee Dee shows up, screws around a bit, disappears, and then Dexter does his own thing. And that's kind of what the show was. Uh, you had a lot of fun little sci-fi adventure um, type stories. Um, you could just see the love for, like, a lot of, like, you know, like, earlier like comic book stuff in this show because it's not apparent in the movie but in in the show you would have like special um not not special but like short segments where it was focused on like dexter's pet superhero monkey or a group of superheroes that were pretty much like the avengers but if the avengers were um roommates uh at some apartment and th there was always like fun little stuff like that but yeah like this movie doesn't really require you to be a fan of this show i mean it plays pretty much like a, a typical episode in in the best ways possible because you got you you know, like I said, Dexter going to the future and he meets various versions of himself. So you won't be lost if you've never seen the show. Some stuff will, like, of course, hit harder if you have because you get like, okay, there. You know, Mandark has like like a crush on on uh, Dexter's sister. So you get that whole thing where it's like, oh, okay, so Dexter's sister now has um, you know, something that you know, makes Mandark weak, whatever. It's just little stuff like that. But, it, you know, it, it's great because 
At first, when I was rewatching this, I was worried that it might not work too well because the problem with a lot of these TV movies, uh, even re regular, you know, theatrical movies for shows, is that they do heavily rely on like, okay, let's try to cram in a as much references as possible to a point that it kind of loses the plot. This one is like, no, it it's from beginning to end. It's just focused on this one story, and it doesn't slow down just to be like, oh, remember this episode from the show? That was great, or. Hey, were you fans of this character? Let's put that in. Like, uh, you know, Dee Dee is in the movie, but she's gets like maybe one or two lines, and she's you know only in there for the opening and the ending, which is all she really needed to do. And it you know relates to the plot. Uh, Dexter's parents are pretty much only there for the opening. Again, they only get like one or two lines, so don't really need them. And it's you know just a way to be like okay so these this is family but it just doesn't matter like most of the movie uh funny enough which is something that i didn't really realize until rewatching this is that most of the movie is just um dexter talking to himself like it's um the actress uh, I, I believe it was uh kathy or Catherine um Cavanaugh, who sadly has passed away so rest in peace it's most of the time just her talking to herself in various places with the occasional appearance of mandar coming in because he's of course the villain in this one and that's it and it's, it's great you know it, it really is a fun little it, it really is a fun little short or a short movie about time travel and you know this egotistical little brat trying to figure out how exactly his genius is what saves the universe or saves the world whatever in the future and funny enough it's one of those things where it's like you you slowly realize like all of this happens because he decided to be in an egotistical little brat and go to the future like granted maybe stuff would have gone bad regardless just because they do get some instances where it's like okay you know mandark one ups him at some point and that kind of screws him over but realistically mandark really you know it showcases even more so than dexter to be just this incompetent guy who gets lucky because the only thing that that he really does that where it's like okay without dexter time traveling this will probably wouldn't have changed, is that uh, Mandark does eventually become the head of this corporation just because he steals Dexter's ideas and, you know, bullies him into submission pretty much. Like, Dexter becomes a wimp in, in, in one of the timelines because you pretty much got, like, four different versions of Dexter. You got the regular version, the kid version that we know. Uh, you got his... Early adult years, like, I, I'd assume it's probably, like, in his 20s, um, where he's a wimp, tall, skinny wimp. Uh, then you get really far out future version where it's like the old man dexter and if you've seen you know episodes where dexter turns himself old that's pretty much what it is and then you got um this buffed up um future rebel dexter who's pretty much like okay this is you know maybe around his 30s or 40s where um the world's gone to shit because dexter through time traveling kind of left behind this important thing that mandark takes and you know is able to make you know people dumb so he pretty much rules the world and dexter is one of the few people if not the only person that survived because he had gone underground a a after so much shame and became this muscle-bound um, guy, and it's like the only version of Dexter that's not voiced by um, the, the the voice actress. It's instead by um, I, I believe Jeff Bennett, you know, doing the voice, and it's all just fun. It's the kind of thing where I'm like, yeah, this is where I'm like, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more just to further explore these characters. I mean, it's it's tightly done, and I, and in a way, I do get why they went with the way they did it because you know, at a certain point, it will get. Um, a little tiresome but you know for what it is it was really creative and it was really fun I don't know it, it was 
definitely something. And like, like I was gonna say earlier, while rewatching this, I was afraid that it wouldn't hold up. It did kind of start off that way because in the first ten minutes, I was like, okay, this is going kind of nowhere. Like, because when you get introduced to the whole robots that are sent back to the past, Dexter starts fighting them and they don't fight back, which ends up being a hint for what happens later in in, in the movie. But but at that moment, it's just like this feels like overkill because because he's constantly switching out of suits, and this is the one time where it does feel it's a bit heavy on the fan service because it's like, oh look, remember this suit, remember that suit, and I'm I'm just like. Okay, you don't need to do this overkill. Like, granted, I guess this helps set up that, you know, Dexter is egotistical because he's constantly showing off what he can do. But I feel like they could have done that a little better to where it wouldn't have felt um, so dragged out. But, of course, on the other hand, well, even if it feels a bit dragged out, it doesn't matter because the second the plot gets going, it really starts to get going. And, and you know, again, it just is like it's so fun that I wanted some more. Like, you know, maybe bumping the 50 minutes to maybe a 70-minute runtime. Like, you know, something where it was, you know, about as long as what you would expect for a theatrical movie, um, a short theatrical movie by, that, by this point, which is like, you know, like the... 73 minute hour and 10 you know 13 minutes um movies and yeah I, I just had a blast with, with with that stuff like the 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 wimpy dexter you know it's kind of fun seeing like this whole cubicle world and him you know just working on cubicles being scared of mandark um being pretty much younger dexter's punching bag for being such a wimp and then you got like the future the old man dexter who i mean you know if you've ever seen that episode where he turns himself old it's just as funny as that. The both Dexter is like again would have liked to have seen more because it, it, it's just a lot of great stuff with like you know um, the voice actor you know trying to mimic um, Dexter's voice and just having like this whole both of like you know if it wasn't for the fact that it's Dexter you would assume that he's like you know this great hero instead he's just an egotistical brat only now in a buffed up body um, and of course it's just funny picturing that going from that to the old man, but but it's it's just all really fun. I I do like uh, Mandark as a villain here because whether it's his younger self, the the businessman version, the the brain, because you know for this one it's like okay, so his old man version is just his brain in in a in, in a jar, and you kind of realize why that happens. And then you got like the really fat overlord. Um, Mandark. Again, really fun stuff. And for a TV movie, especially one that was done way back then, the the animation is pretty neat. I mean, granted, Dexter's Labs animation was always pretty neat. Uh, it, it definitely is noticeable that it is a TV production, so not much you can do on that. I the, the version I saw was apparently someone who did like a 4K remaster on that, which is, you know, great. You know, good job on that. But it's just the style, like the look of the world, the look of the designs, those machines and stuff like that, that really makes it stand out. Because, it, you know, that that's what makes a big difference to, for, for this compared to something like, um, like the Loud House movie. Think of another TV show movie with that Loud House one which again I, I didn't even hate that one it was very noticeable that the animation wasn't really a theatrical quality i mean you know some of the movement was a little more bouncy than what i would expect from tv but then again i don't watch tv too often now so i don't know maybe that's the standard now either way it didn't really have much of an interesting style for me to be like okay that's kind of neat like dexter did where it's like okay yeah i could tell that this is tv quality but it's just the look of it that it's really neat and it's the kind of thing where i'm like look i wouldn't even mind watching this on a big screen even though it's Definitely not something that was made for it. It has a cool look, and it's enough for me to be like, yeah, that, that that's fun. 
And again, it is one where I'm like, I would have liked to have seen more. I don't know if it would have been able to actually sustain it, but you know, I I have hopes that it could. And it, you know, it's it's clear as you know, getting Tartakovsky's um first movie, you know, he would later do like the Hotel Transylvania movies, which you know are, are fun movies. And this one is no different. It, it really is clever. It's you know got got some fun jokes, like you know again like the different versions of him. Dexter constantly belittling his other forms, except for like the buffed up one, just because it's like, hey, look, this is the one that I think is cool. And then, of course, just realizing that, okay, this could have all been avoided if he bothered, you know, just asking the robots who were sent to attack him to clarify who saved the future. And that, this is kind of spoiler territory, so if you don't want to watch this part, I, I get it. But, you know, just keep in mind that this is not that hard to figure out. But, you know, you got Dee Dee who disappears early on in the movie through the time travel machine, and she doesn't return until the very end to reveal... She's the one who saved the future. And instead of Dexter just being proud of it and just being like, oh, look, at least, you know, the day was saved. And, you know, realistically, since his future self is considered a hero, it means that Dexter still ended up getting the credit for saving the world. But that doesn't matter because Dee Dee pushed the button, which made her no savior of the world. And to Dexter's eyes, it's like, okay, so she deserves to, to go because of that. So Dexter ends up creating the, the robots that he destroyed in the beginning. And of course, this leads to a great joke where Dexter, after, you know, time traveling back and even realizing what he did, is all like, wait a second, if this was the future and this is what ended up happening, then does that mean that, oh, you know what? Forget it. I I I don't want to talk about it. I, time travel is confusing, and I, that's pretty much what it is. It's like you know, he just you know you know tries explaining it, and he just goes like, "Oh, never mind. It's too confusing. Forget it. Fuck it. Let's end it here." So you know that that's great. I mean, realistically, the whole thing is just a ton of fun. I love how a lot of this is pretty much just um just Dexter talking to himself for you know the fifty minutes. Occasionally, Mandark interrupts, and you know. Beyond that, you get one or two characters who get, like, a line or two. All great, solid stuff, and, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I got much more to say. This is a pretty simple review, I think. Um, like I said, animation, great, even if it's TV quality. The writing, you know, it's fun. The characters are fun. It does drag itself at the start of the movie, but, you know, once it gets going, it's well worth it. And once it got going, it did make me wish that, okay, maybe we could have dragged on with some of these scenes a little more. Just to have some more creative stuff in there. Or hopefully, you know, have a person who had more involvement with it do something about it. Because that, that's, that's the other thing, is like, you got these projects that are being done by people who have no real interest in them or whatever. So, it's obvious that they come out bad but you know every now and then you got something like this where it's made by people passionate about the stuff in this case the, the creator and it's just a really clever a clever story even if you're not a, a fan of the show uh, specifically it's gonna do for you pretty well i i certainly enjoy it 20 years later um watching it again you know it's definitely a fun movie to watch um i would like to see more but you know i'm not gonna complain about what i did get so yeah, I just want to say thank you for listening. This has been Octaviano Macias. See ya. Goodbye, Dexter. Goodbye, Dexter. Goodbye, Dexter. Goodbye, Dexter. Goodbye, Dexter. 
Thank you for coming on and listening to me today. If you enjoyed it, you can always subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can follow my podcast. It's on Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And if you want to support me even more, there's always the option of Patreon. Patreon is a great way to support artists. And with that, you can always put in a dollar or even more. It's all up to you. All just to help produce the show and other things I may do. Thank you again, and I hope to see you in the coming future.